Blog Talk Radio. Desperate House Witches. This is the 415. So <laughs> hopefully <laughs> that will be the worst thing that happens during this Mercury retrograde that we are now experiencing. But anyway, welcome to the 415, the October edition, 2020. My name is Raina Starr. I am with, as always, Star Bustamante, and we are going to discuss what has been happening for the past month. Actually, for the past oh. week, uh, technically for the past few days, the 415 is brought to you in conjunction between the Wild Hunt, www.wildhunt.org, and Desperate House Witches. <laughs> and you know where that is because you're already talking to her. Anyway, <laughs> the opinions expressed on this show are our own and do not reflect on the Wild Hunt or any of its subsidiaries. So, Star... It's been interesting, huh? Oh, indeed it has. It's, I, I, I really would like for it to be less interesting um, <laughs> just across the board because it has been it has been really just a wowie uh, thing. Um, it's been if anybody who's fo- who follows the news that has been like drinking from trying to drink from a fire hose uh, because it's just been one thing after the other. All right, so let's let's start with the obvious thing uh, that I think has been on everybody's mind prior to the debate, and that is the passing of Ju- Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Unexpectedly, but expectedly. I don't know how else to put that. Well, she had been, I mean, my goodness, she had been, uh, you know, ill for a long time and had been treated for cancer uh, a number of times. Although I I have to admit that I was somewhat surprised by her her passing um, on uh, on top of, you know, all the other horrific <laughs> news and, and all of the deaths of, um, you know, iconic uh, figures in the, just in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. it, to have her, to lose her as well has, was just one, one more, you know, slathering of horror on an an otherwise horrific year. So layer number 9,482. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, it's kind of, 2020 admittedly has been the year of intense, intense pain across the board for so many reasons. You know, when you have a pandemic and then you have an economic crisis as a result of the pandemic, I don't think people realize the domino effect of things and how as we learn to incorporate these new things into our lexicon in our daily lives, um, how it takes a real toll. And I will admit on the air that when I heard of her passing, which was not this past Friday, but the Friday before, is it that long already? Everything seems to kind of mush together for me. But I will admit that I shed huge tears like I had lost a family member. And, you know, and I think it was just one more thing that I I didn't feel prepared to handle. You know, I certainly was not a member of her family. I'm not a member of the bar. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm merely an admirer. Um, but, I, I mean, but I was, I was sobbing audibly. Which was like, you don't know this person. I mean, you care because of the implications, but, you know, I just found it to be so jarring and 
relatively unexpected given everything else. And I think what a lot of people kind of lost it over was the implication of what could happen because of her passing. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, let's just to be clear here, um, Ginsburg had had some uh, amazing landmark decisions that went a long way to really to give women rights that prior to her serving on the court mm-hmm. were simply, I mean, were simply not, not viable. I mean, I think that it's easy for uh, even women our age to forget that, um, you know, a woman couldn't have a credit card in her name. She couldn't get a mortgage in her name without having a male co-signer, whether that was, right. uh, you know, a husband, a father, or a brother, uh, you know, largely due to Ginsburg's uh, efforts, you know, we can, we can do that. So for, for younger women who aren't even aware of how much influence she has had on what they are do without ever even having to think about whether, you know, whether it was or would be an issue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's all in, in very important stuff, very important stuff. Uh, so a lot oh, yeah. of, a lot of the rights that, that women today, ha- you know, are, have the advantage of having are a direct result of Ginsburg's work. So, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I, I, was, I was horrified when I heard that she had died. Um, and she gave brilliant dissenting opinions when things did not go her way. Um, you oh, know, she was, such a, she was such an icon, you know, and it's, it's difficult for someone my age because, you know, in my experience of the law and what women are allowed to do, see, I mean, I think that sometimes folks make the mistake of assuming that women have rights now through mere evolution and it doesn't work that way. It is it, anything we currently have is through laws. Anything people of color have, have, have rather, is because of laws that were enacted. We are only built by the laws we have created and passed as a people. And I think folks forget how tenuous that can be depending on who is in power and who they also have in power not just not just a president or a president's administration, but all of the people in Congress and, you know, Supreme Court justices. And, you know, I, I think folks need to remember that everything we have is based on law that allows us to have it, especially if you're female or a person of color. And I think it's easy to forget that. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, some of uh, Ginsburg's landmark decisions, you know, like the Lily Ledbetter case, um, which ended up. Equal pay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and that's that's fairly recent. I mean, the Lily Ledbetter Fair Pay Act was established in in 2009 after, uh, after, you know, which was well after the uh, Ledbetter case. Um, sure. You know, I mean, that that was that was no small thing. Um, you know, it was signed into law by uh, by President Obama. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, she's. There have definitely been, um, you know, the uh, ban on female cadets uh, was also ruled yep. unconstitutional in in '96. Uh, and she wrote the yeah. majority opinion on on, on that. Um, yeah, it, it's just easy <laughs> to it's it's easy to uh, 
to take for granted some of these things. Uh, you know, you were talking about some of her, <laughs> some of her dissenting opinions that she's that she had written. Uh, probably one of the mm-hmm. most recent and, and uh, you know, brilliant was the one that that she wrote in the uh, Hobby Lobby, the Burwell versus uh, Hobby Lobby, which was in two thousand and fourteen. Sure. Um, you know, Isn't that the here, contraception uh, uh, one? Denying, denying an employee yeah. uh, uh, birth control option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, because it was part of the mandate of the ACA or um, the Affordable Care Act, which has somehow now become Obamacare. Um, but let me read you a couple of the things that she said in that in that dissenting opinion. In a a decision of startling breadth, the court holds that commercial enterprises, including corporations, along with partnerships and sole proprietorships, any law saving only tax laws, they judge incompatible with their sincere held religious beliefs. And then uh, she goes on and says, in a sole proprietorship, the business and its owners are one and the same. By incorporating a business, mm-hmm. however, an individual separates herself from the entity and escapes personal responsibility for the entity's obligations. One might ask why the separation should hold only when it serves the interests of those who control the, cor- uh, the corporation. So, uh, you know, she was very good at pointing out when uh, the hypocrisy basically Mm -hmm. of how the the law could be, could be interpreted. Yeah. You know, when people have an agenda and they happen to be powerful in the sense that they can employ people, you know, you don't realize how much control your employer potentially has over your life as far as your health insurance and what you may have access to from a health care standpoint. It's very interesting for folks that have employee-run health care, which I would dare say is most of us who are insured, um, you may want to check in uh, with your employer's pro, uh, policy and programs as far as what you're covered for, because there, it's, it's oddly enough, I have one of the top three um, healthcare uh, insurance plans, and there's some stuff that I'm like, oh, that's covered, that's interesting, and then there's other stuff that I'm like, that's not covered, are you serious? So, I mean, <laughs> it runs the gamut, you know, check in and, and see if your employer is covering all of your needs. It's a good thing to know. Well, and I want to point out that for people who are middle class and and above, yes, they may have uh, insurance provided by their employer, but the majority of people um, that fall below that middle class line, uh, you know, either are completely reliant on the ACA or yeah, like myself, are responsible for funding funding their own, and anyone who has to has to fund their their own insurance, um, it, it is a it, it is still a dreadful landscape out there for um, for anyone who's freelance or you know depending on what state you live in in a state like North Carolina yep. where uh, yep. where the ACA was not expanded. It is a yep. um, it's a grim landscape. I mean, you're looking at you know even through the ACA, if if you have an insurance policy that is the deductible is you know can be anywhere from five thousand to twenty five thousand. So I mean, unless you're having you know an extended hospital stay, which I guess now we all have the option of that since uh, as the pandemic rages on. Um, yeah, you know, having a having a twenty five thousand, I guess having a, a you know twenty five thousand uh, dollar hospital bill is preferable to uh, you know several hundred thousand. But nonetheless, I mean that's that's more than some people make in a in a year. 
Oh, oh, Grant, I mean, let me tell you something. 23 years ago, I was between jobs. And blessed to say that, and I appreciate my good fortune, believe me. Um, But there was a period of time where I did not have coverage. And my COBRA payment 23 years ago was $800 a month. Now, I was unemployed. (laughs) Where was I supposed to come up with that money for health care in the interim? It's insane. Right. Well, not only that, but, um, you know, it's only been recently that uh, pre-existing conditions were excluded. Prior, prior, mm-hmm. to, uh, prior to the ACA, um, you know, you could be excluded for, you know, so if you had, if you were, um, had been treated for any form of cancer, had yep. been, you know, hospitalized for for any major reason, you could be, um, you know, you wouldn't be covered, uh, you know, and and to, you know, I'm not sure now, and it, because simply because it's not something that I have to deal with, but, um, right, you know, for the long for a long time, you know, pregnancy was absolutely not covered. You had to have a special policy for that, and women were uh, two to three times as expensive as as a, as a man when it came to having just stand. I mean, just for regular insurance, not including you know anything to do with with pregnancy. Very true. Having been you know having two adult children, I can attest to everything you just said. My health care. You know, and it goes up exponentially. When you have just you that you're covering, and I'm not saying it's cheap, believe me, but it is much less expensive when it is a single person. It goes up exponentially when it is a couple, but it goes through the roof and beyond roof when you add children. I mean, we're just lucky, I guess, in some respects, that they didn't charge us per child. You have one child, you have five children. It's all going to be the same. You know, we have maxed it out. But, I mean, it's healthcare. This is why, in my personal opinion, um, single payer is so important when it comes to healthcare. And it's, you know, it's something that we've been, you know, liberals have been striving for. And I'm not saying there's a clear path to it, but I will give my opinion on this, that under the current administration, if they're allowed to continue for another four years, they are looking to absolutely dismantle the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, and uh, all promises that there is a replacement. I'm sorry, we've seen no evidence to support that statement. So I'm going to call BS on that. That's my opinion. Yeah, well, yeah, the current administration keeps saying that they have a fantastic plan and, and there will be, you know, that they're going to roll it out. And But they've been saying that for um, uh, over three years now and have yet to uh, to show, you know, any any evidence of, of that. So, yeah, I I have zero faith in the mm-hmm. administration to do anything like that. And just by ending, I mean, by ending the ACA, it would a minimum of 10,000 people off the insurance rolls. You mean 10 million? 10 million. Yeah, what did I say? Okay. You said 10,000? I knew it was a lot more. <laughs> yeah, no, 10, 10 million, I'm sorry, yes. 10, 10, uh, yeah. 10 million people... And and that's a, um, a a minimum estimate, right? Oh, I I dare say it's a lot more. I mean, I have a son who who is an adult and completely dependent on the ACA. Um, well, actually, was dependent on the ACA. He is now since receiving employee uh, or employer rather driven health care. But while he was on the ACA, while it was very expensive. He was grateful for the option, um, you know, because things come up. Even when you're young and healthy, things happen. You know, you you get into a minor scrape up. You know, you fall off a hill. 
you sprain an ankle, you're out of work, you break a bone, any number of things that are unexpected could happen. It's not all about, you know, diseases and, and aging and, and all of that. I mean, anything can happen at any time. And I think young folks tend to kind of lose sight of that because they think they're invincible. Shit, I thought I was. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Well, anybody can be in a car accident. Anybody can, can right. slip and, and, and fall, um, you know, in their home. I mean, and, and granted, uh, you know, if it happens at work, you technically should be covered under, uh, under your work uh, insurance. But sure. even, even so, having, having a backup plan for that is uh, really important. Well, yeah, and, you know, and and just to extrapolate it out a tiny bit more, you know, because a lot of states are now right to work, um, and it would be an unsavory practice, no doubt, but it has happened where an employee gets hurt on the job, they go through workman's comp, um, they're kept on after the situation has been taken care of, and within the next year they're released, you know, without... Correct any real real reason. So, I mean, it's a very slippery slope, and, and it's not beneficial to the people to have to rely on, um, you know, personal health care. I think when you man, I think health care should be a right. I think it should be a mandated right. I think, you know, those of us who can do should do. I think people with a lot of money, should do percentage-wise as much as other people are asked to do. Uh, the burden has always been on the middle class. I think, listen, I'm not saying punish rich people. I think that's fantastic if you have the ability to make money. However, if I have to pay a certain percentage, boo-boo, you should too. I'm just saying what's fair is fair. We should all feed into the system a certain percentage. It should be expected and not something up for negotiation. You're driving on the same roads that I'm driving on. You're going to the same facilities that I'm going to. Why is my money, more of my money going to what you're enjoying than, than your money? Why, why do I have to pay a bigger share than you who could clearly afford my share in 10 times that amount? So I don't know. It just seems very... Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's no equity there. And, and I guess I'm looking for how this works out in an equitable situation. It doesn't seem to be one right now. Yeah. yeah i got to avoid nope. the S word. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. The one that rhymes with, so, the one that rhymes with botulism. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I just want to stop for a second. Right. I just want to stop for a second and acknowledge our sponsor, The Wild Hunt. Uh, folks, The Wild Hunt is the pagan paper of record. Please give it all of your support. There's so little out there we can trust right now. Um, please check out www.wildhunt.org. Give them all your love. Give them all your support. It does not cost a lot. It's less than a cup of coffee. Uh a month if you want to. I mean, they're not greedy folks. Give what you can. Support what you can. Wow. It's great to have it come into my inbox every day so I know what's going on with my folks, you know. Sometimes you got to escape the politics of the day. <laughs> and sometimes you just, you know, you got to focus on your path and, and the wild hunt helps keep you clued into what's going on, not just locally, but around the world. So it's a great, it's a great service. Check it out, y'all. Well, thank you for that. And we, I will say that we do love our sustainers because they, they help the wild hunt to provide consistent coverage and they keep us funded. So uh, anyone that wants to become a sustainer of the wild hunt can go to uh, wild hunt, dot org and um, sign up to um, to get our uh, newsletter and also to to become a sustainer 
Uh, whether you want to make a one-time donation or you want to give a little bit every month, we will we will happily take your money. Seriously. It's not expensive, and it's so worth it. So I want to encourage all the listeners to please consider doing that. It's important. Um, there's so little out there for pagans. You know, Pathios is great. It's a thing. We lost Witchbox not that long ago. Uh, we need to support all of the pagan news and network that we can. So, yeah, I just want to encourage. But, yeah, that's great. But um, moving right along, <laughs> now, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure where to go next. I don't know if I want to talk about SCOTUS nominations in general or if we want to touch on Amy Coney Barrett first, just lightly, as far as her record. So I'm going to let you take the lead on that one. Well, so I think, you know, if you look at at Barrett's record, I think that's uh-huh. probably a, a good place to a good place to start. Um, you know, she's an extremely yeah. conservative, uh, yeah. conservative judge. And uh, she was only recently appointed uh, as a judge, uh, I believe, in 2000, uh, 2017. Um, you know, I'm not I, – she certainly would not be uh, my pick as uh, who I would like to see next on, on, on the court. Uh, right. You know, she was uh, she was only appointed to the Seventh Court of Appeals in May. Uh, well, she was nominated in May and then appointed on, oddly enough, October 31st of uh, uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and if you look at um, history, I mean... She served as a um, as a clerk for uh, Scalia for about a year yeah. uh, while he was on the court. Um, you know, she's uh, something that that may that some may find alarming is that um, when she was with. Uh, the law firm that ended up uh, merging into Baker Botts, which is based in Houston, uh, she actually worked on the Bush versus Gore lawsuit that um, that to the uh, conflict over the 2000 presidential election, uh, and they represented uh, George W. Bush. So I mean, there are, there are plenty of reasons to be uneasy with yeah. her being nominated uh, beyond any of the other garbage that's been tossed around. Um, you know, there's mm-hmm. been talk of you know, um, well, and I don't even really want to go there, but uh, her faith, uh, you know, her. Her family status, uh, all of that, which I feel like that is uh, pretty much irrelevant. But right. Uh, so I have a. I mean, my immediate concern about this particular nominee would be actually the same concern I would have about any Trump nominee right now, because just purely, if you take Roe v. Wade out of it for a moment. We are coming up on an election that hasn't happened yet, but somehow is already being contested. Therefore, if he installs another one of his supporters, he will then have a goodly amount to get whatever he wants, which means another four years as president. That is my immediate, not that Roe v. Wade is not a huge topic for me, it is, but I'm talking about immediate concerns right this very moment with the election. I mean, I'm going to be voting in two weeks because the the early voting here in North Carolina is October 15th. 
I would encourage folks to please check out uh, where you can vote early and in person. I know a lot of people are wanting to do mail-in ballots. Um, if you have to vote that way, okay, but please see if you can deliver your ballot to the board of directors. There's, you know, the, the post office and the employees of the post office are fighting against what's been going on. As far as, their, you know, the voter suppression that's hitting them, um, as far as their ability to process all of the mail going through when you've taken down sorters and you've removed mailboxes, none of those things were reinstalled or put back into work. So we are still working at a bit of a disadvantage from the post office angle. Um, but if you can vote early, if you can vote in person, it's still the best way to go. It's still the best way to do it. But my concern, well, again, my concern is, yeah, we'll go back to that. But my, like I was saying, my immediate concern is that if she is somehow installed, and this would be, wouldn't this be like a lightning round confirmation? I mean, has anyone ever gotten in this fast? Well, okay, so here's here's the thing on, on that, um, you know, the average for a confirmation uh, from the time of being nominated to um, to the time that they were that they were confirmed um, is anywhere from is about seventy days. You have to go back pretty far before um you start seeing uh confirma you know confirmations happening um any kind of uh you know quickness uh mm-hmm. you know like and by very far i mean like back to the like 1800s uh <laughs> you know, right you know um starting around like 1836 you start to see, you know, the process becomes much taking about about two and a half to three months for for confirmation. So, and and from that point forward, it's you know pretty much on average anywhere from two to two to three months. Um, you know, some are, were confirmed within you know thirty days, but as far as in modern history, uh, you. Yeah. It, it really um, is is longer uh, on, on average for for confirmations. So for them to try and even get this through, I mean, it's conceivable that that they could uh, go through the confirmation process. Um, you know, by the end of the year. However, I hope that they do not make it. Uh, I hope that this is that she does not become confirmed prior to the the election, because I think if right. if she is not confirmed uh, prior to the election, then there's a, a better chance of her not ever being confirmed. So I think it's right. going to be very inter- interesting to to see what happens with this, and really. You would think that if she is a person of, you know, conscience and moral fortitude, that she would not want to be appointed to a court where this might be, you know, where how she ended up in her position is under any kind of cloud. I can't imagine that anyone would would want that. Uh, so... Uh, it'll be interesting to see how how this how this shakes out, but I think that I hear it being discussed. I hear her nomination and appointment being discussed as if it's a sure thing, but my yeah. gut kind of says that it's less of a sure thing than um, than is 
is being uh, portrayed, uh, especially within within the media and and by pundits. I mean, most of them saying, you know, it's, they're talking about it like it's a sure thing. Um, I'd like to point out that, you know, October surprise is something that it, you know happens usually during the month of October prior to uh, a major election. And we're only, you know, today is only October 1st. So um, I think that it's likely we're going to see more things happen that are connected to the election, Uh, you know, whether it be connected to uh, Trump's taxes or, um, you know, some of the other really hinky and weird things that uh, (laughs) have been going on. you know, I I just feel like we haven't we have not had our uh, October surprise yet, and it will be very interesting to see what that is going to look like. Um, so. I agree with that. I think an October surprise, however, you know, <laughs> back in 2016, I thought the grab a woman by her private parts was an October surprise. I think it happened earlier, but, um, you know, what happened to be the October surprise wound up being Trump at a a debate rallying up a whole bunch of, you know, Clinton accusers, uh, female uh, uh, women who were accusing Bill Clinton of sexual harassment and overstepping Mm -hmm. several different lines. Um, and that really, I don't think that really did anything. I think James Comey was the October surprise for real. Um, and I don't see that happening again. Listen, everything that has come out about Trump being accused of rape, you know, affairs, dirty feelings, Russian assets, this, that, and the other thing, the taxes coming out, I, I don't know why this guy is um, for his base bulletproof, Um, but I think we've become so desensitized to everything we hear about him that pretty much nothing surprises us anymore. I think when it comes to Trump, um, the folks that aren't going to vote for him are looking at him as, you know, everything he does is dirty. He's never done a good thing. I mean, you know how you can down a person who's, who just comes across like a garbage person, and he does, and he proves it constantly. So I think, you know, after four years of this intensive bombardment of stupidity and kind of evil, I don't like throwing around the word evil. I think it gets overused. But when you have supporters who are white supremacists and proud of it, and you don't say no to that, um, I don't know what else you can do to make me dislike you more than all of the above. I mean, if he literally shot somebody on Fifth Avenue, I still think his, I think he's right. I think his supporters would still be there. And I don't get that. I I don't know if people revere him because they want to be him or if they think they already are him without the money. I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, well, I don't think it under my um, ability to understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, I, I mean, really, I mean, I think that uh, you know some of the people that that support him, uh, they identify with his position which is so weird because the majority of people that seem to, that seem to really be diehard supporters are people that are so far removed. I mean, they live, live lives that are so far removed from, um, does that yeah. it's the irony that they, that they feel this like kinship with, with him. Um, so that there's, there's some, hardcore irony there um and it's beyond my capacity to understand but as a demographic these are also the same people 
who tend to vote against their own self-interest time and time yeah. again. I mean, uh, many of them are were vehement in opposition to um, the ACA, um, yet yeah. they are the demographic that has benefited most from that, especially uh, people sure. in that demographic that are that are lower income and have few yeah. resources. Uh, but they mm-hmm. will vote against their own self-interest almost unilaterally, and it's just really, um, it's really bizarre as to uh, how that that works out. So, I and and I don't think that anything that he says or does will have any impact. Well, there's nothing that can happen that will sway. Uh, you know, a good percentage of those people from voting for him, uh, and whereas as we've already, as we've already seen, a good percentage of the people who were kind of middle of the road, independents, or um, you know, Republicans who voted, you know, simply because he was voted for him because he was the Republican nominee, a good many mm-hmm. of those people. Um, you know, have already, uh, you know, many of them have said that they're, they're going to be voting for, for Biden. Uh, the list of yeah. uh, of officials, especially officials who have, who have served in his administration uh, mm-hmm. that have come out and said that they're endorsing Biden is, is staggering. Um, it is. But I Olivia never, Troy. But you know what? I never ha- – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Have have you, uh, uh, Olivia Troy was uh, part of the administration. She worked, uh, she was a, yes. um official within uh, Homeland Security and then was on the yeah. uh, uh, coronavirus task force. Uh, Correct. She's been giving some very, very interesting interviews over, over the, uh, over the the yeah, last week. Uh, few days, uh, I heard her yesterday yeah. saying saying that you know that Trump uh, gives the uh, complete opposite of whatever you know that that when he speaks, the things that he's saying are in complete opposition to whatever his own health experts have have advised him. So I mean, I think you're, we're just we're just going to continue to see see more of this, but. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what ends up being the October surprise, as it were. If if there actually even is a surprise at this point, as I was saying earlier, I kind of, you know, my my level of outrage and my ability to become outraged has not lessened, um, but the amount, the continuous feed of shit, excuse my French. Uh, it, it, it just, you know, it becomes overwhelming and in its own way has become normalized because it's what you expect out of him, uh, which is never a good thing. Uh, but we've been hammered for so long. Everything else is just, you know, today's outrage. Um, but I will, I do want to say this. For the folks that are undecided, I don't know where you are or how you can still be undecided. I know that there are a a small group of people who still are undecided. I find that amazing. Um, But, you know, I would say there's a, a certain level of morality that has to come into play here. You know, I, I don't feel that you can make this kind of judgment uh, merely based on one issue, and I don't think any presidency should be in based on one issue. For example, I don't think you should vote for someone merely because you are on the same uh, party or team. Um, it, a lot of people are very surprised to learn that I was a McCain girl for a very long time because I believed in John McCain. Uh, this is a lot, decades ago, y'all, <laughs> a long, long time ago. Um, And as I've gotten older, I've only become more liberal and more left-wing, 
Um, but I don't say that as, as a point to frighten anybody. I believe that individuals have the right to make decisions, but I believe that we employ the government to help us stay safe, to keep our democracy alive, to represent us nobly around the world, um, and to help us continue to grow as a nation and, and be the innovative people that we are, and you know, to support all of our people, not just the very wealthy. Um, you know, it's a very Christian tenant, allegedly, to, you know, be your neighbor's keeper or, you know, look after your brother, you know, take care of the people that you can help around you. And I, I just find it very disheartening that the people who scream about being Christianity show the least amount of these ideals. Yeah, they're fundamentalist well, Republicans. I think that, you know, Ginsburg's death has definitely highlighted um, the amount of hypocrisy within the mm-hmm. GOP. Um, you know, President Obama nominated Eric Garland on um, what, like March, March 16th? of 2016, yep. which was, which was an election year. And yep. uh, the Senate re- refused to even allow that to be, um, no to be brought up for a vote. That was 237 right. days to the election. Uh, Barrett's yep. nomination comes just 37 days before the 2020 election. Um, so, I mean, I, I really feel like, um, for all of them to have said repeatedly, you know, well, you know, this is a new standard and you just ask me like if in the last year of whoever wins the election, blah, 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 you know, there's a vacancy. We will, you know, we, they all, I mean, pretty much unilaterally said, you know, we will, we will respond the same way that we have here, which of course, you know, they have not. Um, you know, so, which makes them, which makes them look like a bunch of hypocrites. Um, with, they yeah. are a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, so I just think that it's way too early to call this one way or another because I think that there's going to be mounting pressure um, on all of the any member of the Republican party that's running for reelection. Yeah. There's going to be increasing pressure on them. And, and by the way, whatever that was that, that we're calling a debate that happened on Tuesday night, um, you know, because that didn't look like any kind of debate that I have ever seen. Um, No, but Trump's performance there is, has really hurt, uh, Republican candidates, and I think that that is only going to continue to get worse. Um, many uh, Republican seats that were would have normally been marked as you know solid red seats and and very safe are now toss ups, and I think this is only going to get worse. Uh, at, mm-hmm. You know, the closer the, the closer we get, and I, I think that it's very likely we are going to see a number of. Uh, Republicans unseated in, in, in the election, um, you know, God is willing, Trump will be, will be one of them. Uh, right. So I think all of that factors into whether or not um, they end up going through with, with the uh, confirmation of, of Barrett. And, uh, and if well, it gets drug out long enough that we have a, that we have a new, uh, Senate and a majority controlled uh, Democratic majority controlled Senate, then it's very likely that, that she will not be confirmed at all if 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 they can make it that long. <clears throat> so right. it will be very very you know. And then there are some other like um, wild uh, points. Uh, like Mark Kelly's seat, um, he could be mm-hmm. uh, added uh, immediately if he wins uh, his race. 
because yeah. he's right. So I mean, there there are a number of things that could that could impact this, and and his all it would take would would be him and Romney and some of the other uh, Republicans who have said that um, you know have been kind of ambiguous in in where they stand on this issue. Uh, voting against confirmation and her not being confirmed. So, so mm-hmm. we will we will have to see. But I I think it's yeah. I think it's dangerous to look at this as it being a sure as her confirmation as being a sure thing. I mean, it's, well, not dangerous but fatalistic, uh, if you will. But yeah, I wouldn't throw in a towel that hasn't even been dampened yet. To be honest with you. I mean, you can suggest and and want to nominate all you want. You still have to have enough votes to confirm. I know a lot of people kind of lost their minds when Mitt Romney said he was, you know, he thought it was a a president's right to nominate whoever they want during their term. I agree with that, actually. Um, And I think... uh, when you start screwing around with the rules as the Republicans did last time, uh, it's going to cause a problem. And I think that hypocrisy, you know, it's an odd thing. When you think you're on top and you're untouchable, you tend to want to skirt, you know, the right way to do things just to get what you want. But I will tell you, there's going to be a lot of crying uh, when that comes to bite you in the behind. And it always does. So I will say to the folks supporting Mitch McConnell, watch out, because what he has done just with this alone, um, it's going to come back to bite all the Republicans in the behind. Um, And just a quick note that Starr has uh, posted a whole bunch of websites uh, in the thread for the show today. And um, only two. So, and I'm sorry. I, I posted only two uh, voting voting links, but um, but I did post a number of links for uh, the Senate and for uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, yeah. For people, if they if they want more information. Um, yep. And I and I do I do want to um, I do want to remind people that. Um, to definitely check vote.org if you're not certain about when you can, uh, what the deadline is for registration. Uh, yep. I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of states can, uh, you can register at the same time as when you vote, but it's a provisional ballot, uh, but it does depend very much on what, what state you are in. So yes. definitely check that. Stephen Colbert has a has a um, has a site called Better Know a Ballot, and it has all kinds of it has for every single state. Um, they have all of the pertinent um, ballot information and voting information. Both of those sites are are uh, accurate and easy to navigate. So uh, anyone who's uncertain about you know when to vote, where to vote, how to vote, um, if you can't find the information between those two sites, then perhaps it's best that you not vote. <laughs> kidding. She's joking, of course. Uh, we, we want everybody to, to get out there and vote because we need you to vote your convictions and we need you to vote in your own best self-interest, as we all should. I mean, you know, when you get to be a certain age and at a certain point in your life, you, you kind of get to have the luxury of thinking outside of yourself. When you're young, you tend to not think outside of yourself as much. Um, but, you know, I got to tell you, I want to see the democracy saved before I die. Because um, <laughs> I'd like to know that my grandchildren will have something worthwhile to grow up in. I love my country. I believe in my country, even though there have been moments like this where I have doubted my country, but I do. I am a patriot in my heart. I believe in America. I believe in the American experience and the American experiment. Um, However, 
after the debate the other night, which I did not watch when it happened, I have seen it since, um, and mm. I will tell you that the ideas being bandied about, about muting the microphones between answers, Trump has already come out uh, a little while ago and said, why would we do that when I won the last debate? Um, if you call that winning, I'm really sorry for you. That does not that does not look like well, winning to me in a rational debate. Well, um, but what do I know? Well, my, here, here's here's what I suggested: suggest shock collars, which I, I like. I like yes. that idea. Um, <laughs> but my suggestion was that they have Hillary, um, you know, in the wings. Uh, of the stage, mm-hmm. and every time that Trump won't shut up, um, she gets to come out and punch him in the throat. Um, so I, <laughs> I think that would that would be that would be brilliant. You know, it would be just like you know uh, they could hit the activate Hillary button, and she would just march right out there and just punch a rabbit punch him right in the throat, and then just turn around and walk off. Um, and and in the time it would take him to regain his composure, then, uh, then Biden would be able to say what, you know, because I'm thinking two minutes, two, three minutes ought to be plenty for him to recover from that. Um, the other option yeah. would be to use women just in just a, a continuous line of women who he's offended uh, in one way or another, um, which is all of us. So, you know, yeah, um, and that would be. I mean, if we're gonna have theater, let's have real theater because I honestly cannot watch another. Um, I mean, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper said that it was a hot mess in a dumpster fire yes. in a train wreck. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> George Stephanopoulos yeah. said it was the worst debate he had ever seen. Um, sure. You know these are. And and I don't disagree. So if we're going to have to sit through another one of those, I, I think Hillary should be allowed to, um, in whatever form that takes, <laughs> that's approved by the committee. <laughs> right. You, you know, but to be honest with you at this point, I really think that after that display the other night, if you don't know who you're voting, maybe, yeah. You know what? If you don't know who you're voting for at this point, Maybe you shouldn't vote. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to think that everyone is engaged and interested, but if you can't figure out who the president ought to be from just from daily life, much less that dumpster fire that happened the other night, I don't know what to tell you. I personally think that the idea of more debates is pointless. I think they should be canceled. I think we should just get to the main event. Let the chips fall where they may. Everybody is going to be prepared with lawyers because they're going to be necessary on all sides, no matter what happens. So, quite frankly, between, you know, lies about voter suppression and all these other things, I, I really think we should just not even bother with any more debates. I think we're, I think we're done as far as that goes. And, uh, that's it. I think let's just get to it. There's no point in having more debates. Debates about what? The only thing I want to see right now is the debate between Kamala and uh, the Christian, what's his Pence. name? Pence. That one. Pence. I, yeah, that's all I want to see. I want them. I want to watch her dismantle him. And that's it. That's all I want to see. That's all I'm interested at this point. And, uh, you know, our next show, because we're getting ready to wrap up, our hour is almost up. Um, but our, our next show will be right after the election, and I'm really interested. Um, obviously, the topic will be uh, laid out for us uh, when the election happens, so expect uh, an expanded show that afternoon. Uh, we may go uh, an hour and a half <laughs> if, we're, if we can take it, and uh, – you know, I'm just saying, I, I just want to encourage everybody to vote, um, and it's important. And, and, and again, and not just in not just in the presidential, not just in the presidential. Uh, oh no, all, race, all the votes. But down ballot, go all the way. Do, do not just vote 
Yes, do not just vote for president. Vote all the way down the line. Check out the people that you don't know. There are sample ballots already available uh, in most states. Uh, All you have to do is go to your board of elections. They all have websites. Check out who's running for what. You know, have an idea uh, of who you're voting for before you go. There are certain races, local races, where they don't necessarily identify who's a Democrat or Republican or Libertarian on these smaller local races. It's a good idea to investigate those folks before you actually go to the polls. And if you have any questions about voter records, um, you know, if you need help researching or finding something, you can certainly hit me up on the Desperate House, which is uh, messaging. Just DM me and, and let me know what your question is. I'll be happy to help if I can. And if I can't find the answer, I'm sure I know somebody who can help us out. Um, but, yeah, we're here to help. We're here to encourage you to vote. We're here to encourage you to remember that all politics is local in addition to presidential. I mean, it's important all the way down the line, you know? Yeah. And, well, uh, and I, just posted, also I just posted a link, too, for, um, for how to find your local Board of Elections website. It's a government website. So uh, anybody Perfect. that's not certain – you can you can go there and uh, and it will take show you how to find your state and and all of that information, which is awesome. Uh, again, please check out wildhunt.org, www.wildhunt.org, Pagan Paper of Record. Please please support them in any way you can. Uh, so that's it for this month's edition of the 415. I will be back tomorrow. It is First Fridays with Towels and Arena. Check it out. I expect to see y'all. I'm glad to be back. And uh, have a great night, everybody. All right. See you next next month. See you next month. Bye. Vote. Remember Bye. to vote. Hang on. There I am. Hi. Well, I have to tell you, I thought that was a great. Oh, put your ears in. Go ahead. Okay. I thought that was a great show. Yeah, it went well. It went well. Uh, I posted a ton of links. Awesome. Uh, I think it is easier when we can. We got to figure out how we can see each other because I do think that that is is easier. Yeah. Uh, I got. I got to figure out another tablet. I may have to get a secondary tablet, but what makes me nuts is um, I can't seem to get it muted. I can't seem, like when I'm looking at you, I can't, for whatever reason, on no matter what device it is, I can't seem to get it muted. So the only other thing I can think of is to put in, oh, Let's try this experiment. Hang on. Let me let me see if this works. Hang on. And I thought about this and I wanted to try it, but I ran out of time to try it before the show. But I wanted to see if I put in a set of headphones and turn the volume way down. If that would work, where the hell is the pop out? There it is. Okay, I found it. So let me plug these in. Where do you plug this in? Oh, shit. Are you serious? No. Stop it. No, 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 no. That's crazy. Everything has this friggin' thing that you have to plug in the bottom. Oh shite! Really? Like all the phones now, you have you have you. There is no outside. There's no external jack for a headset. Like, right. You have to use AirPods or whatever. Uh, well, I have AirPods. Let me see if those will work. Hang on. Jesus, Marion, freaking Joseph. That that's about to make me goddamn nuts. Can I tell you?
where's my AirPods? Is this going to work or is this just going to cause me more pain? but I'm going to do it through, where the hell is my messenger? Oh, there it is. Hang on. Stop there. All right, Miss Funny. Hang on. That was my Scooby-Doo laugh. All right, it's taking fucking forever. Let's go. Here we go. Stop. Okay. That'd be you. All right. Talk. Can't hear a word. No, that's what I want. That's what I want. Okay, talk. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. If I put the he- if I put this headset in. I can't hear a word you're saying. Let me try it one more time just to make sure because that may have saved my life. Hang on. Where the hell is the... Don't be a whore. All right. Fuck. Perfect. Can't... Nothing. Ta-da! All right. So now I, now I know. Okay. So I can put you up through the big screen. Run the show through 